0: Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so thankful to have you in the house today with us. You are always welcome right here in the House of Faith. It's Christmas, everybody. I mean, it is on us. It is here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And there's so many people that have different reasons for why they love it, but we are on a campaign, Sarah, to keep Christmas simple and to keep Jesus at the heart of it and to remind ourselves and to remind our viewers that without him, this doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And even back to that Christmas story, Mm -hmm. the faith that was required to live it, the faith that was required to walk it out, to Mm -hmm. take God at his word, and the faith that's required from you and from me to believe it. Mm -hmm. This story is more than a story. It is a demonstration of the life of faith. And it's it's a miracle story That proves what will happen in the life of somebody who will take God Mm -hmm. at His Word. So I wanna pray today. I want us to get right back into the Christmas story and what God is showing us in His Word today. Father, we love you and worship you. We come before you and thank you for your Word. We thank you for the Word made flesh, who is Jesus. We open our eyes to see Him more clearly. We open our ears to hear him more clearly. We open our hearts to understand more about who we are in Jesus, who Jesus is in us. We pray today over everybody watching this broadcast from all over the world. We thank you, Lord, for gaining access into their hearts, into their homes with your word and bringing change, encouragement in this season. Thank you, Father, for showing yourself strong to all of us today. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Babe, I want to go back to John chapter three, where we began just a few weeks ago. And what we're saying here about John 3, 16, it, it is the condensed version of the Christmas story. And you can read the whole Christmas story, Luke chapter one, Luke chapter two, a lot of beautiful, wonderful, miraculous details. But the heart of the whole thing is here in John chapter three, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, Mm -hmm. but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. God in his love for us was unwilling that we perish, Mm -hmm. unwilling that we should just die in our sins and not give us a way out. And he paid the ultimate price. He gave the only thing that he had to give that was any, of any worth and any value. Mm-hmm. And when he gave us Jesus, he put value mm-hmm. and worth on our lives. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things to get distracted by, especially right now, this season. You got everything and everyone demanding your time, demanding our attention. The kid's going in this direction. We're going in that direction. You got parties and staff parties and church parties and youth group parties and children's Christmas productions. And, and <laughs> oh yeah, you got to buy presents for everybody. And the list goes on and on and on. And none of those things are bad until they pull the focus off of the simplicity mm-hmm. of what this is all about. And this time is all about recognizing the gift and receiving mm-hmm. the gift,
1: And enjoying the gift. That's
0: it. And enjoying the Mm -hmm. gift. The gift that is Jesus. God so loved us that he gave us Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think Satan's tried as hard as he can with no success to keep John 3.16 a secret. But people all over the world know it. Mm -hmm. People who've never darkened the doorway of a church have heard John 3.16. There was a guy for decades, I guess, that would sit in the end zones of football games and hold up big signs that just said John 3.16. <laughs> it would make its way on national television. Everybody's heard John 3.16. But I think Satan decided if I can't keep John three sixteen a secret, I'll work hard to keep John three seventeen a secret. And you ask people what John three sixteen is, and they can tell you, then you say, Okay, well, what's verse 17 say? And a lot of folks don't know it. But Jesus didn't end with verse 16, he went on to say, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Jesus came to give us not just the gift of himself, but in that gift was the gift of no condemnation And I'm so thankful that he has taken the penalty of our sin and he took Mm -hmm. it on himself. And we're free from that. We are free from all condemnation in him. There is none. Mm -hmm. There is therefore now no condemnation for me and for Mm -hmm. you. Why? Because we're in Mm -hmm. Christ Jesus. We saw him as a gift. We recognized him Mm -hmm. and received him as a gift. And we're enjoying Mm -hmm. A gift. Mm-hmm. That's what this time's all
1: about. Joy to the world.
0: Recognize, receive, mm-hmm. and enjoy the gift. So what good. else you got, babe? Take That's a word
1: this. for us this that season. Is. I believe that. I think we've been believing God for the right word for, for our lives personally. Yeah, That's a family. good one. Enjoy Jesus. Yeah. Recognize Jesus in everything. It's interesting that if you would open your eyes, you would see Jesus working in every area of your life. But so often we get so busy that we can't even stop to be thankful and yeah. realize or recognize that, oh, that was God, awesome. That was Him working in my life. He yeah. did that for me. He did that for me. And be thankful.
0: What was it Brother Hagan used to say? People often miss the supernatural looking for the spectacular. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think people would argue with you if you were to tell them, you know, it's possible for you to come face to face with God or something he's done in your life and you completely miss it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Or it's possible to be face-to-face with Jesus and have no idea who you're talking Mm -hmm. to. And people would argue with you like, no, no, I would totally recognize Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. I know that beard, that hair, I've seen his movie. I would totally recognize Jesus. I've read his book. Mm -hmm. But if you go just one chapter later where we've been looking over the last several weeks in John chapter four, there was a woman that we call her the woman at the well who came to draw water and Jesus said, give me a drink. And she said, "Um, why are you a Jewish man talking to me, a Samaritan woman? And Jesus said, if you knew the gift Mm -hmm. of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him for a drink and he would have given you living water. So the key here is she doesn't know. She has no idea who she's talking to. Mm -hmm. But the, the interesting thing to me about this is if you go on and read this story, this is not what you would call an unchurched person because Jesus is endeavoring to solicit from her faith, talks to her about believing in him, receiving the gift, uh, and it would become in her a fountain of living water springing up into everlasting life. Same thing he just said in John chapter three, she hears this and says, okay, yeah, I'll take that. So I don't have to come to this well anymore. So I don't thirst anymore. Still not picking up on what he said, but in John chapter four, uh, Jesus starts taking a different approach with her. In verse 16, he says, go call your husband and come here. Of course, we know this. She said, I don't have one. He said, yeah, you're right. You've had five. And the one you're with now is not your husband. Mm. In that you spoke truly. And she says, I like her response. In verse 19 of John 4, she said, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. Really? You, you, really? You picked up on that, didn't you? That's amazing. <laughs> but Notice what happened here didn't even let him respond to that. She just immediately changed the subject and took an argumentative tone with him and said, you Jews say in Jerusalem is where we're supposed to worship. We say it's on this mountain. What do you say about it? And Jesus starts talking to her about worship and just let her know, look, it's not about here. It's not about there. The father's looking for those who worship in spirit and in truth. But the interesting thing to me about this <clears throat> is she's not, like I said, what we would call an unchurched person. She's got a She's got a whole doctrine, evidently, on worship. She's perceptive enough to recognize a prophet when she sees one. And when Jesus answers her and she doesn't like the answer, she comes back with, well, in verse 25, I know the Messiah is coming who is called Christ and when he comes, he'll tell us all things. In other words, when he gets here, he'll settle the argument between me and you. So she, here she is claiming to be looking for him and yet can't see him when he's standing right in front of her. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of truth and a lot of things to be uncovered in this. And I think it goes back to what Jesus revealed about how she'd been evidently maybe abused in her life. You don't go through five marriages and divorces without coming out on the other end with a twisted view of love. Mm -hmm. And with that twisted view, she couldn't, that distorted view of love, she couldn't see love when he was standing right in front of her, she couldn't see the gift, didn't recognize the gift. And if you don't recognize the gift, you can't receive the gift. And if you don't receive the gift, you won't enjoy the gift. Mm-mm. And Jesus is endeavoring to get all this, this just solicit some faith from her. Mm-hmm. And of course she did believe and she went home and told the whole city. And she said, come here, the man who told me everything and got this whole town born again because she finally recognized, received mm-hmm. and began enjoying the gift. That's what I'm determined to do this Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm determined to do in our family as we lead our children, that we recognize what the real gifts are,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: the things that come wrapped up in cardboard boxes. Those are fine, those are great. What are the real gifts? Yeah. Who are the real gifts? Yeah. Each other, mm-hmm. the people that God's put in our lives. Mm-hmm. Recognize, receive, mm-hmm. and enjoy. That's
1: so good. Yeah. I think it's cool, too, that in the scripture, she, um, Jesus knew exactly what she needed to hear that would yeah. hit her heart. And he said, started to talk to her about her relationships. Yeah. And I think it's so special that he didn't just, he could have said anything to her, but he picked the one thing that was the deepest issue in her heart. And I I think that, if we're going to enjoy Jesus, if we're going to recognize Him, we have to have a heart that's tender mm-hmm. and open to hearing from Him on these yeah. little areas in our life and these things that He wants to talk to us about and be more aware of Him in this season than we've ever been before, more aware of His presence, more aware of His voice, more aware of what He wants to speak to us, because if we'll yield over to Him, we will enjoy life more. Mm-hmm. And He, will, a lot of times He'll talk to us about our relationships in these seasons, because the most valuable things to him are God and each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the season is important to stay tender before him, to to know him like he's this everlasting life. That's eternal life. That's to know him Mm -hmm. and to really, to, to get in there and enjoy that gift or to perceive or to, to pick up on the gift of Jesus, we have to get in there and hear and be close to Him and know Him intimately and start to enjoy Him. And that's joy. The word joy is inside that word, enjoy. And just to let that joy spring up on the inside, the joy of knowing Jesus. Oh, that's good. And the joy of being His, belonging to Him. Mm -hmm. We've been working on a song this week called I Belong to Jesus. And it has brought me so much joy to just go through the scripture when God sent His only Son. And that gift, what a gift He was to seek and to save to to the lost now found. Mm. And and just to go through and meditate on what God gave us the gift, the real gift. Think about Jesus more and more and more. Focus in on Him. Enjoy Jesus. And I think that's where we're all at is, learning how to enjoy every day of our lives in Jesus.
0: You know, the more we talk about this, the more I realize this is major direction for us in our marriage, our family, our ministry, going into 2018. Um, I've I've already just personally declared this is going to be my year of greater joy. Yeah. And I'm not, I've never been one of those guys who said, you know, I've got a word from the Lord and I'm this year is going to be called this. And usually what I do is just, listen to people who know him a lot better than I do and say, yeah, that's, that's it right there. But um, I, I am ready to declare personally and you can have it if you want it. But this is our year of greater I joy. I take it, thank you. Because there's strength in that. Mm-hmm. And I've come to the end of this year. We talked some about it on last week's broadcast, but you know, just through our travel schedule this year, and then on top of that, the television taping, and on top of that, we moved into a new house, and that's taken months <laughs> just to get unpacked and everything that goes along with that, and the kids being in school and all the things that just go along with life. Uh, and you know, we come to the end of this year, and like I said, last week, uh, the end of October we went on this trip to South Africa. Great trip. The Lord used us. We had an awesome time in the word. really ministered to people and ministered to us. It was great. But uh, it took. It took a lot of energy to get there. It took a lot of energy to stay awake while I was there and to not to mention minister and then to get home. It was like six different airplanes and 60 something hours of traveling. And, you know, I just got to the end of it and I could feel in my body, I could feel it in my mind, just being tired, being Mm -hmm. a little bit worn out or a lot a bit worn out. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that starts to go, as strength goes, joy goes. And I'm unwilling to carry that into the next year. Mm -hmm. Jesus, in this very chapter we're reading in John chapter four, in verse six, it shows us that he was wrapped in flesh just like we are. That he laid aside his mighty weight and power and he set aside his glory and he became a man. How do I know that? Because he was wearied from his journey.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Jesus got tired from being on a long walk, just like we would. He got tired from being on the journey. And I have it in my heart, I know this, that there are are people watching that you've come to the end of this year and it's been a journey and you're tired. (laughs) Maybe it's all been good, but emotionally, it makes me think back on the day you and I got married. And I remember us both driving away from the ceremony and the reception and all that that night. And we were both just so tired. It was a wonderful day, but the the emotions of it all, it tends to just wear you out mentally, physically. So it doesn't even have to be a bad thing. Traveling to minister the world, this is not a bad thing. I would gladly spend and be spent, but I have to recognize that it takes a toll on the body, on the mind, but I'm not willing to carry tiredness because as strength is deplenished. The joy tries to go. So I'm declaring that this is going to be our year of greater joy. Mm-hmm. And as we do, strength is going to rise in us. Mm-hmm. Jesus came and he sat down by the well because mm-hmm. he was tired. Mm-hmm. And his disciples went away to get him something to eat, to refresh him. And then while they're gone, he ministers to this woman and they come back to him. And uh, in verse 32, well, verse 31, his disciples said to him, Rabbi, eat. And he said to them, I have food of which you do not know. Therefore, his disciples said to one another, has someone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And I think that's a—that's the idea. That's more than the idea, the revelation. I wanna carry into the next year and I want you to do the same thing. I want you to make the decision That your life is about doing what God called you to do and doing the work that He created you to do, and instead of letting that work deplete you, let it feed you. But you're going to have to come and sit down by the well. Yeah. And Jesus said that
1: whoever drinks of this water will um, that I give him will never thirst. Yeah. And it's only time with Jesus. That's a word to us to sit down rest and enjoy Jesus during this season. Maybe some of us need some rest. Maybe some of you need some rest. Just rest and enjoy Him. Take some time, take take some of these things off the plate that are unnecessary. Yeah,
0: and it may require us and others uh, telling folks, no, I can't be at that. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm sorry, we can't be there. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're trying to be rude or mean or ignoring people, but you got to know what your limits are. I have to know what my limits are. And we've already talked, you know, we're taping these broadcasts well in advance of when you're seeing them, but we are coming right now down to the end of our, our working year. You know, these are some of the last broadcasts. Obviously we're taping for the year. We've got one last ministry trip left, um, but I've already made the decision. I'm not getting up and going again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm having to, having to almost force myself to just rest. And the thing is, if you don't require it of yourself, eventually your body will require it of you Mm -hmm. and it will force you into a rest. So I'm making the decision right now. I am determined that over, excuse me, the last few days, last few weeks of this year, moving into the next one, I'm gonna get quiet. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna drink of this fountain. And I fully anticipate to be refreshed, I fully anticipate the strength of the Lord rising up in us, getting direction about where he's called us to in 2018, and we're already getting glimpses of it. We've been meeting with our staff over the last several weeks about some vision that the Lord's given us, and you, I don't know if you can see out the window much behind me, but we're on a piece of property here, and behind us is another building that we're ready to buy. All it takes is the provision of the Lord, and inside that building is a studio that needs to be built out, because doing that will enable us to get to everyone, everywhere, every day with this word of faith. Mm-hmm. These are things that need to get done around here. Mm-hmm. They're exciting things. And I'm going to run into this year with vision under the assignment of the Lord to buy up and build out. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's telling us to do. Cool. Buy up and build out. Where are you going to get the money? We're going to get it from the Lord. We're going to trust him for absolutely everything Mm -hmm. we need. But I know the one thing we can't do is move into the year depleted. Mm -hmm. There's going to have to be strength. Mm -hmm. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. There's one other really cool scripture about this. It's in the Christmas story. Go to the book of Matthew. I believe it is chapter 1. Maybe chapter two. Yeah, chapter two. The wise men, you know, of course, had been seeking Jesus and they saw the star and they followed the star. And <clears throat> they came and more or less asking around town where he is. But this this really stood out to me this week as I was going back and meditating on these things. In verse 10 of Matthew chapter 2, it says, When they saw the star. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. They came into the house where he was. That star had been pointing maybe for quite some time. I don't really know. Scholars may know better how long they followed that star.
1: That star represented, the, that star led them to Jesus.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, Yeah, no, well, that's I I'm
1: seeing it while you're talking. Yeah,
0: it's, it's what pointed to him.
1: And that's where the joy came
0: from. That's where the joy came from. (laughs) And when they came to it and it led them right to where he was, there was joy.
1: Yeah.
0: Whatever points you to Jesus will bring you joy. Yeah. Whatever shines a light on him will bring you joy. Yeah. And so that's the thing we're going to have to make sure that we're seeking out this coming year with all our hearts. Father, just anything that points me to Jesus anything that draws me back into your presence, anything that draws me back into your word, that that gives me eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear his voice. I want to be like these wise men. And when they saw that star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy.
1: And We're here. We made it. Isn't this how you endure though? when you're believing God for anything in life, when you're yeah. you're setting your, you have to set your heart on the prize. You have to set your eyes on Jesus mm-hmm. and anything that tries to pull your focus, any anything that's uh, trying to steal your joy, you have to bring your heart right back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And once you lock in with him, when you're trying to receive your healing, how do you receive it? You can't get your eyes over on the symptoms. Yeah. You gotta get your eyes back to the savior. You gotta get your eyes on Jesus and then the joy comes back. Yeah.
0: There will be no joy whatsoever at looking at the symptoms. Mm-hmm. There's no, there will be no joy in it. Mm-hmm. But
1: look to the star and the star will point you. Yeah, to look the to Savior. whatever
0: points you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How did Jesus get to and through the cross? Where did the strength come from? The joy. It came from joy.
1: yeah,
0: Because the joy of the Lord was his strength.
1: And what was the the joy
0: that was set out in front of Jesus? It was you Mm -hmm. and it was me. We were and are the joy set before him. We were what gave him strength to go to Mm -hmm. and through the cross and to raise up Mm -hmm. victorious over sin, over death, over the grave. Jesus, we rejoice in you. Thank you, Lord. We look forward with anticipation to what's coming in this coming year. This will be our year of greater joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more.